Chapter 15, The Only Way. Not great. Not great at, all. great at all. After getting blasted, I joined Eric and Mark inside a bank vault at the beginning of the level, surrounded by alien guards. I tried shooting them. Blast! Blast! It's no good, Mark said. They're all protected against our blasters now. A praying mantis came over and poked us. It leaned its weird alien head real close and sniffed before letting out a squawk and ripping off our utility belts. Then it left and the Hindenburg came in. He slowly walked around the vault, looking us up and down. Yes, see, he hissed through a gas mask, looking at me. A shiver ran down my spine. Kapan! Eric! Mock! He turned around and walked out of the safe. A moment later, we heard the sound of loud drilling. What's that? I asked. If I had a guess, Mark said. He's having them seal up the safe, and they're going to toss it into the black box with us inside. Eric started to panic. We've got to do something, Mark shrugged. What can we do? All the weapons in the game are useless. That's when an idea hit me. Well, not really an idea, but maybe like 10% of idea. Not all the weapons. Yes, Mark said, all of the weapons. Almost all of the weapons. There may still be a way to escape yet. Eric, do you have any boogers? The look on Eric's face was a mixture of confusion that I would ask such a weird question and pride that he could produce giant boogers on demand. Of course. Great, I said. I have 10% of an idea. Eric and Mark gathered around me while I whispered my plan. It felt weird being the one coming up with the idea for once. Weird, but cool. After I had finished my plan, Mark stared at me with his mouth hanging open. I mean, we don't have to do it if you guys think it's a bad idea, I said. I think it's a crazy idea, Mark said. I know. I think it's almost for sure not going to work, he continued. I know, but it's their only chance. He put his hand on my shoulder. Thanks for giving us a chance to see our families again. I grinned. You've got good ideas, Jesse, Mark said. Never be afraid to share them. Eric was already digging at his nose for gold. Got one. Great, I said, as I moved behind the vault door with Mark. Okay, let's see what you've got. Whoa, look at this, Eric shouted. With all the Hollywood skills he could muster, I've never seen anything like it. The drilling noise outside stopped. I motioned to Eric to keep going. What do you think it means? By now, he was holding the booger far away from his face and talking to it like it was in a Shakespeare beer play or something. Oh, wow. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. The vault door cracked open and a praying mantis peeked in. Eric didn't notice because he was now in full acting mode. Mark and I squeezed farther behind the door. To pick or not to pick, that is the question. The praying mantis opened the door wider and walked in. It was soon joined by two of its friends. A booger by any other name would smell as sweet. They got closer. Who could blame them? It was an impressive booger. All three aliens now had their backs to Mark and me. Just a few more steps. Oh, booger, booger, wherefore out thou, booger? No! Mark and I jumped out of hiding and onto the backs of the two man mantises closest to us. They walked and tried to spin, but we grabbed onto their antenna. That was the key to riding them like horses, Mark had explained earlier, grabbing the antenna. 
When he saw us jump into action, Eric smashed the booger into the eye of the praying mantis closest to him, snagged the antenna, and spun around onto its back. Follow me, Mark shouted. We galloped out of the vault and passed a horde of surprised aliens in the bank lobby. We almost hit the Hindenburg on our way out the door. This way, Mark yelled as he turned left down the street. Aliens poured out of the bank behind us. We were on the set of a heist movie, and this was our car chase. We tore through the movie set while swarms of aliens flooded the streets behind us. Through here, Mark shouted as we turned down an alley. The alley squeezed between the two stone buildings and led us into the courtyard of a medieval movie. Without letting his praying mantis break stride, Mark grabbed a lance from a stand as he passed by. Eric and I followed his example. When we rounded the corner of a medieval stable, we almost ran into three fire-breathing aliens lumbering around the other side to meet us. Clang, clang, clang! We sent them into the ground with our lances. Mark continued galloping towards the castle. He turned around and gave us a head nod to signal that we should follow his example. Unfortunately, his example was gallop full speed at the deep moat. Mark pushed his praying mantis faster and faster as he neared the castle until there was no chance he could stop before falling into the moat. Mark, I shouted as his praying mantis went over the edge and Mark jumped off its back. He tucked into a ball and aimed for a spot on the moat wall. Sure enough, he'd found another shortcut. His body disappeared behind the wall. Before I re could reconsider following Mark's crazy cannonball maneuver, my praying mantis also jumped over the edge of the moat. I leaped off its back towards the spot where Mark disappeared, praying that I had aimed correctly. Oof! It wasn't graceful, but I did it! One second later, oof! Eric joined us. We ran in the darkness underneath the level until we came to a trap door. This is it, Mark said. We're almost to the end of the level. I couldn't believe that my plan was actually working. Just a couple more feet. My optimism lasted all of 10 seconds until I cracked open the trap door. We were back in the western set across the street from the glowing portals. But between us and the portals stood a massive alien army. I closed the trap door. They figured out we were coming here. How many are there? Mark asked. I don't know. Hundreds, maybe? Eric sank to the ground. Is there any way to get where we need to go besides the portals? Mark shook his head. That's it. So we're trapped underneath a level instead of a black box, Eric said with his hands and his his head in his hands. No, Mark said. No, you're not. He walked to the trap door and cracked it open. What are you doing, I asked, getting you out of here. How are you? After I jump out, I want you two to wait exactly three seconds before you run like crazy to the portals, Mark said. Where will you meet us? Mark shook his head. I'm not meeting you. He was starting to get emotional, but it was clear that he had already made up his mind. Just please don't tell my parents. I don't want them to think I'm suffering. Mark, what are you talking about? Eric stood up. We're all leaving together. This is the only way, Mark said. With that, he threw open the trap door and jumped out. Chapter 16, back for more. I grabbed Mark's leg, but he was too fast and strong. Before I could say anything, he had already jumped out of the trap door and started to run away from the portals. The aliens noticed him immediately. Mark! Eric yelled. Mark didn't slow down. He ran through a crowd of aliens directly to a jetpack. Come on, I said to Eric. But Mark, Mark is doing this for us. 
Let's not ruin it. By now, Mark had reached the jetpack, strapped it on, and started to fly away. But he could not, but he could get too far. An alien grabbed him by the foot and tried dragging him back into the scum. Mark pushed the jetpack harder, flopping in the air and blowing exhaust in the alien's face. While Mark was single-handedly giving the alien army all it could handle, Eric and I made a break for the portals. Mark's distraction provided only a slight opening, but that was all we needed. We were halfway across the street before the first alien stepped up. With no weapons to defeat the alien and no way around him, I tried the only other video game move I knew. I jumped on his head like Mario. Boing! I didn't kill him, but I sure confused him. There was no time to celebrate because I had even landed. Another alien showed up behind him. Boing! And another! Boing! Almost there. The last bit of road was completely clear until the Hindenburg rolled in front of me, blocking the path to the next level. I sprinted at him, screaming, Ah! He reached out to grab me. Just before he could close his arms, however, I ducked and rolled. Much to his surprise, I wasn't going to the next level. Whoosh! I rolled through the portal to the next, to the left, the one that had led to all the previous levels. This time, while I was falling, doors for previous levels rushed by. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I wasn't interested in any of them. Finally, I saw it. Tutorial. I grabbed the door and swung in. Barracks, sand, sunshine, everything was exactly as I have remembered it. Everything except the sergeant. Where was he? You back for more, maggot? There, across the base. I ran to meet him. I need your gun. You can practice your skills anytime at the firing range. I don't have time to explain. I just need it. After our failed ambush, the Hindenburg had learned about every weapon in the game. Every weapon that is except the one so basic that the game won't even let you use it. The sergeant's pea shooter. You can practice your skills anytime at the firing range. Time had run out. An alien showed up in the portal. I tried grabbing the pea shooter from the sergeant. He had a vice grip, almost as if it were glued to his hands. Another alien appeared, and then another and another, and the Hindenburg himself. You can practice your skip. Eric had been right. The sergeant was just a robot programmed to do one thing. The first alien through the door, a jumping lizard-looking thing, noticed us and started sprinting in our direction with windmill legs. I turned back to the sergeant and tried again to wrestle it away from him. When I turned around again, the alien was already in midair just a few feet away. In one motion, I grabbed the sergeant and fell to the ground using him as a shield. As soon as the sergeant's pea shooter was pointed at the alien, he shot. Ping! And his weapon, which to this point had done nothing more than poke holes in cardboard, vaporized the alien in an instant. I turned the sergeant around. That was great! How did you know to do that? You can practice your skills. Whatever. I picked him up by the legs and spun him around to face the oncoming alien army. Ping, ping, ping. It was working. Kind of. The aliens were pouring in so fast that for every one the sergeant vaporized, four more would take its place. I kept retreating with the sergeant until we found ourselves behind a big rock. The aliens closed in, chirping louder and louder with every step they took. Then silence. I peeked around the corner of the rock. The aliens had parted ways and the Hindenburg was approaching. Yes, see. I weighed my options. 
they were not great. Yessie! If I stayed put, I'd be toast in ten seconds. If I tried to take a shot with the sergeant, I'd be toast in five. Yessie! If I made a break for the portal, the army would close in before I'd be able to take two steps. Yessie! Maybe I could come out with my hands up and take my chances with the black box. I peeked out again to see the Hindenburg only five steps away. Then, just as I was going to take my first step out of hiding, I heard a faint sound. Whoosh! Eric had finally made it through the portal. As soon as he appeared at the beginning of the level, he started waving his arms like a maniac. It took me a second to understand what he was trying to communicate. But when I figured it out, wow, Eric, you big booger genius, I ducked back behind the rock. I wasn't going to escape by going down in a blaze of glory or running away like a coward. Yessie! I had only one option left. Blast! I blasted the sergeant. Chapter 17, Final Battle. It was the fastest boss battle ever. I'll try to describe everything slowly to make sure the battle seemed longer than the 1.2 seconds it took. When I ducked behind the rock for the last time, the sergeant started talking again. You can practice your skill. I interrupted him. I'm sorry, I said before raising my arm cannon. The sergeant, bless his robot heart, did not react one bit. Any time at the firing, blast! He vaporized and did exactly what Eric and I had been doing the whole game when we got shot. He reappeared at the beginning of the level in Eric's waiting arms. I peeked back around the rock. When he heard the blast, the Hindenburg looked this way, then that way, then finally behind him at Eric. Eric smiled and waved bye-bye. Pew! The Hindenburg tried rolling out of the way, but it was too late. The sergeant landed a direct hit. Wah! The Hindenburg looked up at the sky and let out an ear-piercing wail. Oh! The wail built and built until it caused everything in the level to vibrate until it caused my insides to vibrate. Rrrr! I covered my ears. The rock in front of me cracked. The alien to my right popped, just exploded in a flash of light, then another and another. Pretty soon I was blinded by a sea of flashbulbs. The only thing I could see was the Hindenburg in front of me, melting. I closed my eyes. Rah! The wailing reached its highest pitch, then faded away. I kept my eyes closed for a few seconds longer before daring to open them. Carpet! Controller! Ratty old couch! I was back in Eric's basement.